Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The program is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to Cancer and You. I'm Karen Seeger, a psychotherapist and writer. I specialize in supporting people with life-changing events and illnesses like cancer. I've also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome. If you've listened before and you've come back for more, then it's great to have you back. Hello all. Today I would like to talk about anger, cancer anger. And in some ways what I'm going to talk about, this will also apply to other illnesses that you or people you know may have experienced in their lives. Whoever you are, however, cancer is impacting you, whether you are the one with the illness, whether you have been treated, whether you are a relative or a friend, a colleague, a medical professional, a carer. You too may have experienced or are going through anger, cancer, anger. What is it all about and what can we do about it? I want to share with you some coping strategies, but let's talk about anger first. Because anger doesn't just happen because of illness. You and I, we may have been angry before. We may have been aware of it or not. You may have your own views and experiences of anger. You may be an angry person. You may have been at the receiving end of other people's anger. There might have already been a lot of anger in your life. Anger often gets a bad press because of the way it is expressed. If it is violent, harming, abusive, anger can be expressed physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, in so many ways. There is passive anger and there is a more active expression of anger. We may try and avoid anger or we may try and not show anger. But if we are angry and don't show it, where does it go? We hold it all inside. It's a very heavy weight and it's something that is boiling in us and might show in other ways. We might be irritable, we might be frustrated, stressed, anxious and depressed. Now you may recognize this and as I said before, this may have already been a topic in your life before you started to be affected by cancer. Cancer and other illnesses make us feel angry. That's normal. There are so many reasons why we can be angry. And if you think about it, at the bottom of it all is the sense of loss of control, loss of choices. Instead, we have vast amounts of uncertainty, 
helplessness. We are not heard. We don't know ourselves. We don't know what to do. This is just putting it in a nutshell. And things are a lot more complex than that. And you will have a lot of your own examples of when you feel angry about cancer. Let's go through some of them. In no particular order, you might think, it's not fair that this has happened to me. What a waste. What a waste of my life, my potential, of my dreams, of my hopes. How terrible for the ones who live with us if we have the illness, our family, our friends, the impact that this has on them. We might be angry because we don't know what to do for the best. We might be angry because there is little that we can do. If you are a medical professional or a carer, you too might feel hopeless when you see an illness progressing despite what you're trying to do. You might feel angry because of people's responses and behaviour towards you. You might have listened to my previous show when I talked about cancer and relationships. Illnesses impact the way we feel about ourselves and the way people feel about us. Friendships may come to an end. New friendships may start. People may cross the road for you if you are the one with the illness or if you're a relative and friend because people may not know what to say. People may have enough on their own plates. People may not want to start carrying our lot. I'm not excusing it. I'm explaining it. And if you have cancer or are affected by cancer, there may have been moments in your life where you turn the other way when people with difficulties turn towards you. It's the way it is. It's not nice. It's understandable. Sometimes we need to protect ourselves and sometimes perhaps we need to go the extra mile and reach out to others. It all depends on how much energy we have. If you are the one with the illness, then you may be angry in terms of the treatment that you get or the treatment that you don't get. You may have to find a lot of money to finance it. You might have difficulties being heard and understood by your medical team. You might have a lack of trust in what is going on. You might have lost hope. You might feel really unwell. It might be a struggle to even listen to this program. It might be a struggle to even think that something else is possible. You might have been given a very bleak diagnosis and prognosis. Your cancer might have come back. You might have developed a different cancer. You might be going through side effects of your treatment well after the treatment has finished. You might be terminally ill. These are all reasons for feeling angry. Because these are all traumatic experiences that life perhaps didn't prepare us for, that we didn't want to face. And how are we supposed to cope with them? Dealing with the daily challenges of life is hard enough. And now this. Cancer anger is a very normal cancer feeling. We can't deny it. And we should not deny it, but we must not get stuck in it. We can't eradicate it altogether, it will keep coming back, but we can't allow cancer anger 
to be all that there is. It's like a dark cloud that is above us, and we keep looking up at it, and we keep reaching out and trying to push it away. What we need to do instead is grabbing it and holding it in front of us. That may not lighten its weight, but it gives us a different perspective on life. We hold it, we are a bit more in charge, and we have got a clearer view of what may lie ahead and what directions we may want to take. Now let's look at eight key points about cancer anger that might help you to decide what you need to do. Because there is no blueprint, you've got to work it out for yourself. It's your life, it's your individual experience of the illness. 1. As I've said before, cancer anger is human. Cancer anger doesn't happen because you are doing something wrong. It is an understandable emotion to have when your life is changed forever or cut short and you experience loss of meaning, identity, your dignity and control. You may also feel more angry about areas of your life that have been a problem all along. For example, relationships. Because when we go through life-changing difficulties, we might take a magnifying glass to things that have been problematic before. 2. With cancer anger, your attitude matters. Facing up to cancer doesn't need to turn you into a victim. I know it's easier said than done. Yes, we may feel a victim, but we mustn't feel a victim all of the time. Depending on where you are at, there may be a lot that you can do. It may not be what you wanted to do. And depending on where you are at, there may be very little that you can do. Freedom is also in our mind. Our minds can be powerful and there is a lot of change that we can affect in our minds. If I had remained the victim that I felt since my cancer diagnosis and that I continue to feel from time to time, I wouldn't be speaking with you here today. I would have never thought it possible that I could do YouTube videos, write articles or get in touch with people who were looking for presenters for this new radio station. Cancer and other life-changing and life-shortening illnesses or events can make us feel like we are a victim for the rest of the life that we have. That's what it tries to make us believe. Accept your anger and try acting on it constructively by finding ways of playing an active part in decisions that need to be taken for your life, however long or short. 3. Self-care matters. I keep saying self-care is not lazy, it is not a privilege of the rich, it is something that is essential for all of us, and especially if we are ill, especially if you look after somebody who is not well. Making adjustments to your life because of cancer doesn't mean you are giving in to the cancer. It is an important way of taking charge. Cutting down on commitments, stress, work can be the smart thing to do when you need to manage your emotional, mental 
and physical energies. Reach out to others. Cancer services might help. Friends, neighbors may help. You may be on your own. Then you have to cut down on things. And cutting down is difficult because, again, it can make us feel like a victim. But you have to take choices. It's what matters. 4. A quick brief word on cancer diagnosis. I'm going to do a separate program on this. A cancer diagnosis, whether you've had it once, twice, multiple times, it is a traumatic experience. Even if you're holding it together, you may have suffered a shock. If you notice the anger, then acknowledge it and try using the energy for your own good. Be proactively involved in making choices for your life. I've said it before. But also tread carefully, understand it is a traumatic experience that may occupy your mind knowingly or unknowingly for a very long time. 5. Cancer treatment. We all may have different types of cancers and even if we have the same, we may get different treatments. It all depends. But going through treatment, whatever it is, is another traumatic experience. Medication, operations, the various therapies, they will weaken us physically, emotionally and mentally. Your judgment may be impaired and you may experience chemo brain, also called cognitive impairment. I've written about it on karenzieger.com and you can see a video that I've recorded to explain it all on my YouTube channel. Chemo brain, for example, limits the amount of information our brain can process. And that's when we often say, I don't recognize myself anymore. I don't respond in the way I was used to. And then it is important not to make any rash decisions as a result of the anger we may feel. We have to reflect on what we may want to do. We have to take our time. Talk it over with others. Talk it over with yourself. Decision taking during cancer treatment has to be done very carefully and very slowly. 6. In remission. You may be in remission. You may have been in remission. You may hope to be in remission. Even if you are in remission, you may feel cancer anger. Cancer does not end with remission. Your life will have changed and the traumatic experience will have left its mark. Through the treatment side effects I mentioned before, but there are many more. Fatigue, infertility, peripheral neuropathy, a weak immune system. And the emotional responses like anxiety, depression, loss of self-confidence. It's easy to get stuck in any of these. Yet you may also start to feel physically, emotionally and mentally stronger to face your anger. You may pick up over time. If you feel physically stronger, don't assume that you feel emotionally and mentally as strong as you may feel physically. The two don't necessarily go together. Watch yourself very carefully 
Often people re-evaluate and change important areas of their lives when they go through remission, like work, relationships, home environments. Uncertainty over if or when the cancer may return can be utterly disheartening as well as giving courage to make the most of the time we have. Long-term planning is often swapped for a stronger focus on the here and now. You may develop a deeper appreciation for what you have and determination for what you still want to achieve, but you may also feel angry that it has come to that. You may feel angry that you have to think like that. 7. When the cancer returns. When cancer returns, then the burden is extra hard on those with a diagnosis and those around them. This can happen multiple times. I remember when I was in remission, I thought, if it does come back, I will die. Yes, it has come back. It came back a year ago. I'm not yet dead. I may die of it. I don't know. But I can't live my life every moment as if I'm going to die now. That would stop me from doing the things that I can do. It is also possible to develop a different cancer altogether. I don't know about you. It had never occurred to me. Shocking, frightening. Physical, mental and emotional stamina is needed. But it also drains more quickly. You should definitely ensure you have an adequate support network in place. Family, friends, emotional, physical and practical support services. I know, again, easier said than done. You might not have the support. It might not be available. You have to think creatively. You may have to create something for yourself. Like this show. It could be one of your support services if you want it to be. 8. When cancer is terminal. If your cancer diagnosis is terminal and you may have little time to live, Feeling overwhelmed by grief and anger is understandable. Giving in to your anger then can turn you into a passive observer when your life is coming to an end. Again, easier said than done. I'm not terminal. I don't know what it feels like. But I know people who are and I know people who have been. And I know how difficult it is and the different ways that we can respond to it. For many, this is not easy to face up to. Letting go of your anger can provide mental and emotional space and strength to prepare for the end of your life in a more peaceful and meaningful way. It feels like I've taken you on a very quick cook's tour of cancer anger. We've only just scratched the surface. There is so much more to say. And there's probably a lot that you feel and think which we haven't yet talked about. But I hope I've given you an idea that cancer anger is normal and that there are things that you can do about it. Why wouldn't we be angry if our life or that of people who matter to us has taken a different turn, not the one we wanted? We may feel helpless, a lack of control. We may have regrets. We may be angry about having been let down. Cancer anger is also about our sense of mortality. 
and about dying. Wherever you find yourself today when you listen to the show, I hope that you can make some peace and that, as I said before, doesn't make us the victim. You can find more articles about coping with cancer feelings and the support I offer on my website karenseeger.com. If you enjoyed the show, spread the word and come back again to Cancer and You, wherever you are. Take good care and I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com. That is K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R. We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.